is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Scottish Brad. Is that that's not a Scottish accent? It's Brad. I I love Netflix <laughs> Christmas movies, and I apologize for everything that I am. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jack, and I'm so grateful that y'all introduced me to Netflix Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and oh, uh, Netflix movies are just kind of a pig in a poke. And this <laughs> is a technical mark of guys. Oh my gosh, guys, this is <laughs> it for us. The, 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 the crew, Sans Dan, the way that it was meant to be. The original trio. You finally Feels poisoned good. him enough that he couldn't be here today. Yes, that's exactly right. That's little, exactly little, right. little tiny He's... bits in his Diet Coke and it would, would add up, you know. <laughs> that's exactly. Listen, I just want the three of us to hang out. I don't need Dan around <laughs> ruining things, bringing them the vibes. So finally, but I am sad because this is the last one of these. Uh, until the new year, we're not going to do one next Saturday, seeing as how it's, you know, Christmas and stuff. Uh, Bran, I, I have a theory, and I, I think you're going to be on board with me, with, which is, is that okay. the reason like us watch this stuff all year round and listen to Christmas music all year round is because the actual window is over before you know it. Like, I, I, even I'm sure 40 films in with the Hallmark stuff, you're still like, but I started. Yeah, I mean, that's why I started Christmas Morning, another podcast on the Bramble Jam Network, because mm. I just wanted to enjoy each day and just sit for a moment, just sit yes. each morning and think it's Christmas and then go go on. So, yes, I am sad. I mean, the, you know, this has been the busiest holiday season yet. We're uh, covering, I, at least me personally, covering 50 plus Christmas movies with the help of friends. And so it... Uh, I, it's a lot, but I'm, I'm sad that it's coming to a close. Like it's always like, you know, you get to that, you get through Thanksgiving week and then it's just like this so cool, so yeah. fast. And so I'm sad. I'm sad to see it go, but guys, this has been so much fun. Jax, don't, you don't need to cry this week too. I know. <laughs> well, th this movie might make me cry for different reasons, but uh, I will say, I mean, I hope, I hope that we're now a tight trio for life. Tight trio for life. That's going to be our band name, and we're yeah. going to go on tour, and we're going to we're going to sell out sell out stadiums, not even arenas, stadiums. Everybody. Um, so last week we said that we were going to cover California Christmas two. We called a slight audible um, for various reasons, but one being Dan wasn't going to be able to join us this week, and so of course we have to save California Christmas too for Dan. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, he loved the first one so much. And so it just wouldn't be right. So we did an audible uh, to a castle for Christmas, which has been getting a lot of buzz, a lot of, a lot of buzz yeah. on the internet. I keep seeing things about a castle for Christmas. So I was excited to finally dive into it. Um, and this is like a true castle movie, which is nice because we haven't gotten like a true castle movie from, hallmark this year they've been you know been coming to america mm -hmm. and stuff so it's nice to get a, a real good castle time panda would have loved this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love when um, we talk about him like he's dead he's just not here <laughs> <laughs> oh panda yeah, I, met, 
Uh, I I made him get a photo with me at Christmas Con, just proving that we're not the same person and we can, in fact, be in the same room together. And yes, you can. But it is funny because the the, the first time that we saw you, Jax Panda was nowhere to be found. Yes. So so that it it that it went a little bit longer than you might expect, but uh, we finally got you two together. So mm-hmm. it felt right. Uh, it was so great to see you at Christmas con Jax. You did a, a great job moderating the panel. Got to sit in on a couple of them and just crushing it over there. Doing, doing us proud. We're proud. We're proud partners. You up there just proud moderating partners. stuff. Well, I have to say every time I went past your booth, the line was very long that I started getting intimidated to talk to you guys. And Cassie was like, I've already seen them. Let's go over and see them again. Um, well, so, I kept yeah. going over to see Cassie because she was right across from the boozy pudding and yeah. guys, <laughs> they are not official par- uh, sponsors yet, but I am going to, uh, do everything in my power to start promoting boozy pudding because, oh boy, I love boozy. I mean, I love bundle game as well. And I want to give a quick shout out to bundle game, bundle, bundle game's great. And I'll go and look at it any day of the week, but the boozy pudding. Bundle game and boozy I think, pudding. I think I we mean. can all agree. Oh my gosh, that's a great combination. You guys should do bo- uh, some bundle bundles, boozy bundles, Bund- boozy, boozy bundles, bundle. where you get a bundle and it comes with some boozy pudding. Mm-hmm. And the boozy pudding jingle writes itself, you know. Oh, bring us some boozy pudding. Oh, bring <laughs> us some boozy pudding. <laughs> it's funny because. My sister Cassie doesn't like booze and she doesn't like pudding. <laughs> and she had the boozy pudding and she was like, This is a game changer. I've just had like four in a row. It really and I was is. Like, what is this? And I yeah, also am not know. a I'm not a pudding boy either, but boy, did it work for me. And I kept like walking over and like, Cassie, you want another? And, uh, it's on it's on the house. Boozy pudding's all around. <laughs> The the joke I always had was in when I lived in Dallas they opened a reggae pool hall and I don't play pool and I've never particularly liked reggae but somehow the combo worked. You're like why and make it make sense it doesn't but it also does. Yeah, it's 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 that it's that you know rice and beans together are a protein like you know it just sometimes it's it's all about the combination. <laughs> I, I'm dying at the uh, the image of you playing pool with reggae, just playing <laughs> over the loudspeakers. That's a um, an image that I never thought I needed, but now that I have had it, it's perfect. Um, you guys want to dive into a castle for Christmas? Oh, let's. let's do it. Uh, it originally aired on Netflix on November 26, 2021, and it went a little something like this. Sophie is a big-time author, similar to me and Alonzo, like we're just, I think we're on the same, same level. She sure. goes on Drew Barrymore. We go on Kelly Clarkson. Like the parallels are there. It's um, shocking. She, yeah, she's written tons of best-selling uh, books. Um, and this latest one is causing quite the scandal. She goes on Drew Barrymore to talk about this, about how she killed off a popular character named Winston. Uh, Drew drills her for this. He she takes the the fan side and is like, listen, you've had a tough year with the divorce and whatnot. Maybe that's why you made such a bad decision in killing off Winston. You didn't have to do that like that. And Sophie like freaks out and she's like, at least I killed him quickly. I could have made it a slow death. And it's this whole thing. And of course, that video uh, goes viral as things do. Uh, so she decides I'm going to go to Scotland 
to hang out until the press dies down. She has a picture of her dad who spent some time in uh, in Scotland by this castle. So she's going to go there. She's going to write. She's going to figure out how to bring Winston back. Uh, and she's going to figure out how to make everything better. Um, so when she gets to Scotland, she's greeted by a dog trying to take her down. But luckily, a hunk of a man catches her. Turns out it's Duke Miles. And he ends up giving her a tour of the castle. The castle that she has the picture of with her dad. And she um, she's heard about this carving that he uh, her dad made on a door. So she starts sneaking around and trying to find uh, the carving. And she finds it. And it turns out that uh, we find out that the dad is, uh, was a groundskeeper. His family was a groundskeeper for the castle for a little while. And so uh, so she meets some people at the hotel and they love her. And they, uh, you know, they even though she did the thing to Winston, they're like, we love you. And uh, there even was a woman who knew her dad. So she feels very at home with this. And she finds out that the castle is going to be sold. So she decides, I want to buy the castle. Book money, baby. Alonzo and I know about that as well. <laughs> Alonzo, we've had our eye. We've had our eye on a castle or two, have we not? It's it's true. We're still still, you know, worrying waiting for the details to come through. Exactly right. Listen, castle <laughs> deals are tough, but we're going to make it happen. Um, there it is. See? See, Jax gets it. Books money. Uh, Miles is reluctant about this deal, but agrees as long as she stays at the castle through Christmas while he shows her uh, the, the castle ropes. Um and basically his whole goal here is to show her how hard it is to care for a castle. That way she'll peace out of the deal. Um, and that's kind of his intentions here. But she's pumped. She's going to learn about her roots. She's going to write her book. And she's going to get a castle in the process. Boom. And he's a little grumpy fella. She's persistent. So they hang out a good bit. And after a night of dancing, they end up getting real close to kissing. But they end up just hugging because, as he says, it's not a date. Naturally, they end up decorating the, the heck out of this castle. And after she finds a dress somewhere, she puts it on. And Miles is like, I can't handle this anymore. And they just start making out and then making their way to his room. Uh -huh. um, we get a montage of them just enjoying the snow and, you know, like, you know, catching snow on the tongues and dancing and stuff. Catching snow on the tongues, that sounded worse than it is. It's not. It's very harmless. Um, and so uh, I, I, he, would argue, uh, I, I would argue that you were right the first time. It, it, it was it was it was harmful to me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Depending on what they're using for um, snow, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely it, I didn't need to see it. Um, so <laughs> he he offers uh, she is like, hey, after I buy this, you can you can have a room, you can move in type of thing and he gets very offended by this like you're offering me a room in my own castle blah 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 uh, you, you know you're uh, you're the worst freaks out on her and she's like i guess you win because being here is just gonna remind me of you so the deal is off she uh vents to her uh newfound knitting club and uh he thinks about her while reading her book and we get a montage of clips that we've already seen in the movie uh, so good use of time. Um, and he realizes that he's a dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. So he goes and throws snowballs at her window and she comes down and he's wearing a, a, a suit up top kilt down low the way that it should be. 
And um, he ends up telling her that he's in love. And then he surprises her by flying her daughter out to the Christmas party. She finishes her book. And uh, Drew Barrymore loves it. And everybody's a big fan. And she's a bestseller. And woohoo, the castle's here. And that, my friends, was a castle for Christmas. Yes, it was. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to break this movie down with four segments here on Deck the Hallmark. Welcome back, everybody. We're breaking down the Netflix movie, A Castle for Christmas, a castle movie with a Netflix budget. What can go wrong? Let's find out by starting with the hot take. We'll share exactly how we felt about this movie. I'm going to start with you, Jax. What did you think of A Castle for Christmas? Uh, What? The Netflix is what I thought. Uh, But that is a segment that we have later in the show. No. (laughs) There were things I liked about this. I could watch the Drew Barrymore, Brooke Shields stuff for like eight hours on loop. I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought Brooke Shields' wardrobe in this was spot on. And there was a lot of really cool stuff with the people who are in the castle. Like I love when she arrived at the castle and the woman who was checking her in, who was incredibly charming as were all the other inhabitants of the castle, that they were really supportive of her killing that guy off in her book. (laughs) I found all of that charming. I found other things about this um, a little bit jarring and confusing, but also entertaining. But I thought they were satire. But I don't know <laughs> if that was the intention. I don't know if intention matched impact. All in all, had a good time watching it, but was a little bit unsettled by a lot of the things that I saw. Yeah, that's fair. Here, So, yeah, I, I like this movie, I think. But it's a weird one because be, there's something about it that I don't like, but I can't really put my 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 finger on it. Maybe it's the maybe it's the two leads together isn't what I'm not feeling because the the knitting crew, her new new friends, fantastic. The castle, who doesn't love that? But maybe the romance was the thing that wasn't sticking for me. But overall, I I did quite enjoy this movie. I had a good time, um, and it you know. It felt it felt like a, a Hallmark movie with a big budget and Drew Barrymore and a scene where they end up in a bedroom. So, you know, what more can he ask for out of a Netflix Christmas movie? So, I yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's not going to be at the top of any list of mine, but um, I wouldn't be opposed. If it's on TV, I'd, I'd sit down and I'd watch it. Uh, Alonzo? Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I think, you know, Brooke Shields and uh, uh, Carrie Elwes don't exactly generate you know big flaming sparks but like they're they're a fun comedy duo i think they get the they're they're better as antagonists really i think than when they fall in love you're like oh okay i guess this is happening now but yeah i i like the eccentricity of like the the charming townsfolk uh, I think in, in a lot of ways, this movie is smarter about certain plot points than your, your typical Hallmark movie would be. But the other, on the other hand, there's there's definitely some some wait what's that we'll we'll get into 
Um, you know, this is directed by Mary Lambert, who did Pet Cemetery and Siesta and the Madonna's legendary Like a Prayer video. Um, she was supposed to direct Under the Cherry Moon, but then Prince fired her and decided to do it himself. And look how great that turned out. Um, <laughs> but she's, you know, she's a legendary, you know, uh, 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 you know, w- woman director of this generation. So I'm, I'm always happy to see her get work. Um, you know, every so often, like the, the indie filmmakers will, will pop up doing one of these Christmas movies. I'm like, all right, that's a, that's a good check for them. I'm cool with that. Uh, but yeah, it was, I would say for the most part, I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the feels. Stuff that gave us the feels while we were watching this movie. Jax? You know, Alonzo, I want to circle back to your point, and this kind of goes in with the feels about they're a good comedy duo or antagonists. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of I'm a big Shakespeare person, and much to do about nothing, Beatrice sure. and Benedict, with, before they fall in love, they have all this chemistry it's, it's also like if you want to go moonlighting um with Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis they have so much more chemistry when they're antagonistic and when it's that flirty thing than when the actual romance comes and I think that's for me where this is problematic is that I'm feeling these feels until I'm supposed to be feeling romance and then i i so actively don't feel it that it it takes me out of it a little bit but my heart was really warmed by the fact and this is when i did have the feelings that it is this woman who has got on this journey and made a decision with her art that went i mean you guys know as best-selling authors yourself, (laughs) uh, that it's difficult to sort of go against the grain artistically or creatively. And the fact that she did that, it sounds like not only in her personal life, but in her professional life, had me going, you go, girl. So that, that gave me some feels. Yeah, I would say my feels was whenever she was with that group of friends. Like, I just thought they were really fun together. The fact that everybody hated her, except for these people in this town. I thought it was just really, really fun. Like she found her people that were like, yeah, finally you killed them off. So uh, I liked that. And I liked any time that they were together, especially after the, the breakup castle scene and she goes and she's, you know, they're knitting and all that stuff. Uh, that, the, that crew uh, really worked for me. So they gave me feels. Alonzo? Uh, I, well, the, the idea that Brooke Shields and Drew Barrymore are friends in real life gave me feels just because they're both like they survived the 70s and 80s as people who were thrust into the spotlight at a very young age. So I imagine that they absolutely have a lot to talk about uh, and, and you know, support each other. Um, I, I liked knitting bear, you know, <laughs> the, the, the big gay beardo in the in the knitting circle. I thought that was sweet um, when uh, when the when the Duke carves the rest of McGinty into the door. I thought that was a sweet gesture. Um, the scene where they're riding horses in the snow, you know, because again, I think we we can never take it for granted when there's actual snow in one of these movies. So I thought that was lovely. And of course, I do. I got to give it up for the Netflix Royal Universe. The fact that characters from the Princess Switch movies do pop up here. It's like, oh, Netflix. You guys you are just, silly. You love this. And and look, I, I don't know why like Hallmark and Lifetime don't do it more often. Like it, it, it take, it, it's not, you know, 
this was the year that, that Hallmark was the, oh, let's cameo in each other's movies because we're all shooting at the same time within 10 miles of each other in Canada, you know. So it's not that hard to do. I think people should lean into the bit more. So I, and, I the, that, and the cameos, the cameos are a big hit. Like every time, anytime there was a cameo and we like, we would say it or, but we wouldn't spend a lot of time talking about it. Like mm-hmm. the amount of messages I got to be like, did you guys even see this? Like, yeah, we saw it. Like, <laughs> it, 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 what do you want yeah, us to say about it? It, it happened. It's cool. <laughs> we did it. Like the first time it happened, we were like, that was really cool. I hope I see more of it. And we saw more of it. And it was like, all right. Great. I guess we saw more of it then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know what you want from me, people. I'm happy. I'm happy. They want, you, they want you to spend at least four times as much time talking about the cameo as the cameo itself took. And I think yeah. that's valid. Yeah. So we need to remember so, uh, that going forward. Look, Spider-Man well, fans aren't the only ones who appreciate an Easter egg. Hallmark folks want to be able to say, I, I know what that is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, listen, uh, Spider-Man wishes they Spider-Man wishes <laughs> it had this uh, rabbit of fans. Um, let's take. Uh, I, oh, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. I just want to add one more feel. Hamish the dog. Oh, I love that yeah. dog. That's a great dog. Love that dog. What a great dog. Uh, let's take one more quick break. We'll come back with the wait, what, and the what, the flicks here on Deck the Hallmark. Welcome back. We're talking a castle for Christmas today here on Deck the Netflix. It's time for the Wait What. It's where we talk about what in this movie made us go Wait What while we were watching it. And I'll start with you, Jax. Uh, the FaceTiming. <laughs> so uh, we know we've seen this in Hallmark movies. Also, um, I know it's not easy to shoot because in the engagement plot movie that I just shot, we have some FaceTiming. I know as an actor, it's a difficult thing to shoot, but I will say the way the FaceTiming was popping up on the screen just sent me a so off kilter. I I didn't know what was happening. It was Um, jarring because it would just like pop up and disappear real quick. And yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, and it really, it normally it doesn't bug me, but it, it weirdly took me out of it. Um, there is a scene where uh, they're drinking, they're supposed to be drinking tea or coffee, and you just see the cups like fully, fully empty. Yeah. Carrie Elvis's <laughs> cup. You're like, okay, well, they, they, I mean, you know, they didn't even put any water or anything in it. That's fine. The final thing I will say is, and this doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. It just had me going, wait, what? Which for me isn't always negative. The the montages. Yeah. The montages. Again, I'm, it's not even a critique. It's just like, I don't know if this is supposed to make me laugh or feel vaguely uncomfortable or feel inspired or feel bromance. And I think I'm feeling everything, which is, Probably okay too, but I I don't understand it. I I never like when they have a montage of scenes that have already aired. Like the movie's only an hour thirty minutes. Like right. I we remember, remember the good times. Like, <laughs> we've been here. I never like when they do that. And so this was a uh, definitely a, a case of that. Um, when she was going on Drew Barrymore for for the first time, she was backstage and she's walking like she's about to walk on stage, and the guy stops her like, hold on, 
was she, was she gonna walk on stage without any introduction? It looked like she was just, but like she's ready to go. The guy was like, "Hold on, she's gonna announce you." Well, where was she going? Was she just gonna bust out? Let's do this thing, Drew. I'm here. Um, I cannot believe that in the midst of all of the scandal, she didn't use a fake name to book this trip. I, yeah, when you're. She seems to think that no one in Scotland is going to know her books. And it's like, well, honey, they're in English. Like, it's, you know, if you're a, this big a deal an author, it's quite possible that people have read you. And it turns out, yes, they all have. Like even uh, celebrities that don't even have uh, scandals going on, they use fake names just to just mm. to do it. Like I sometimes just use a fake name just to just to see what happens. You 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 use a fake name when you're in the middle of a scandal. That's uh, that's PR 101. Sure, brain. That's fair. Um, that's- so she's out, she's out in the castle and she's like, you know, sneaking around trying to find the, the carving and she goes into the room. She sees it. She snaps a picture and she sees the guy and her, she decides the best way to hide here is to slow, to close the door as slowly as possible to like, if you just would have done just a quick point or just like popped in, he would have never known. It's this slow, like, uh, <laughs> it's the worst possible way that you could have that you could have hid. Um, and my last one is I I found the argument of hey, you can stay here and him getting offended to be one of the dumbest arguments that I have seen this year of a new couple. I thought that it was really dumb. I can't believe that's what they landed on when they wrote this movie. There were plenty of ways we could have had a misunderstanding or an argument and this wasn't one of them this wasn't one of them for me it just didn't work yeah i'm gonna piggy piggyback on that because this is a terrible all is lost moment i this this is the thing i've learned from this program that all is lost is when the the thing that seems like it's going to destroy the couple and break them apart and the whole movie, I was like, well, you know, everybody's pretty above board here. Everybody's pretty direct about what it is they want and don't want. She even knows that his whole, like, 90-day escrow, you have to stay till Christmas thing was just a, a ploy to try and scare her off. Like, you know, the, she's not, like, nobody in the town thinks that she's there for another reason. Like, everybody, it was all very direct and straightforward. I'm like, well, what's going to be the thing? What's going to be the wrench in the works here that's going to make things difficult? And then, then we get to that, I'm like, Oh, really that's it and and that's that is a, it and that's enough that's going to make her be like ah, i can't even buy this castle anymore because i'll just think of you whenever i'm in i'm like what it's at like, least yeah, that- buy the castle and then you can sell it again like <laughs> there's no reason not to go through it's never a bad investment to buy a castle of course yes any uh, financial advisor will tell you there's a castle available snap that baby up flip it and reverse <laughs> it um yeah, that just the whole movie. I just I, I was I was sort of thinking like, well, well, this is you know, because up to that point, everyone's acting like a grown up, and nobody is like you know running a little side game, and oops, going to blow up their face. And so I thought, well, then surely the, the all is lost moment will be some kind of adult thing of it's not going to be some dumb misunderstanding. It's going to be some fundamental issue of blah blah blah. Oh no, no, it's going to be a dumb misunderstanding. Very dumb. So you know, whatever. Uh, the only other thing I had behind that was I had some hair issues with this movie. Um, <laughs> the so there's a whole big thing about how the the baker lady wants to dye her hair green, and Brooke is like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm a I'm an accomplished colorist. I'll do it for you." And gives her these green streaks, and it's very cool and modern. And then they're gone, 
And then they're back again. <laughs> like no one bothered to understand the green hair continuity in this movie. So that just goes away. And then later we find out that Brooke has done the hair for everybody in the knitting circle, including Maisie, who is black. And can I just point out that black women's hair is a whole separate field of study that Brooke Shields' character does not know. She is not Rachel Dolezal. She does not know how to style a black woman's hair. You would need a lot of explanation to lay that out and give us the groundwork to make that plausible. So that just set off a big alarm for me. Uh, Alonzo, can I speak to that? Please. I think it would have been really funny if there would have been a scene where Brooke Shields' character is like, I'm going to do your hair too. And she's like, oh, you're no, not. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's Don't cute touch that me. you think you can, but let's, we're going to walk this way back. Yeah, I think that would have actually been, it was a miscomedic opportunity Absolutely. that we could have had there. And to be fair, like Maisie is the one woman of color in this entire town. Like she probably has to go to Aberdeen or something to find a salon, <laughs> but I just don't believe that Brooke Shields is the one who's going to bring that magic for her. No. <laughs> Uh, man, that's great. Let's get to the what the flicks where we talk about what we uh, are still wondering about the questions that we still have. Jax. You know, I for this, I basically and, then, you know, Alonzo sort of put this in my head when he was talking about just their off screen relationship with Brooke Shields, Andrew Barrymore. I'm just wondering how many more times she's going to appear on her show. And oh, if yeah. we, then in the next movie, it could maybe be starring Drew Barrymore and Brooke Shields and all of the people, like maybe Drew interviews, all of our castle friends. Like I just want more Drew Barrymore. If she will grace us with her presence. No kidding. I, I love I'm the, wondering. I love the Drew Barrymore. Uh, it, it, I, 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 my, I was wondering, like, wonder how that works, like with, with rights and stuff. Like how, what, like when you get when you have an interview on the Drew Barrymore show, like a fake one, like it's a real show. Like they use Drew's logo and everything at the bottom. So I just wonder how the rights to all that works. But I'm sure Netflix isn't, you know. Losing sleep over that. <laughs> no, I'm sure they they worked out the the details. Although the 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 stuff at the end of the movie feels so weirdly unscripted and thrown together. Like when 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 Drew asks her, so "Are you a Duchess now?" and Brooks like, "Wait, did he propose?" Like they're literally, it's like literally the two of them are talking about the plot of the movie. It's not even like they're in character anymore. Yeah, that's. I was so there for that. I was just like, <laughs> anything that they want to do, I is what I want to be watching. Yeah. Um, I want to know, obviously she, she made it very clear. I believe there's 12 rooms in this castle, hmm. uh, 12 oh, bedrooms, 10 bathrooms. That's exactly right. So clearly enough room for her entire knitting crew. Does she, does she invite the whole, the whole gang to move in at least the ones that can like, Hey, come on, move into the castle. Plenty of room, plenty of bathrooms. Let's do this thing. We can do hair. We, <laughs> we can knit. Like I want to, and we'll I want to craft and baking commune. And I would watch that reality TV show where you put a, uh, you put 12 people into a castle and see what happens. I'd watch that show. In fact, I might work on that pitch. What happens right after a this? novelist and a baker and a knitter all. Yeah. I, that that's, there's a potential there. Did anybody yeah, watch you, the uh, the HBO uh, Christmas yeah. reality show? What was that? Oh, Where 12 Days of Christmas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it good? I, I watched like 15 minutes of the first episode and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> so, 
So I've not watched the second season, but I will say the first season was actually really charming and great. And I watch dating reality shows yeah. and it was a lot more inclusive, which I appreciated. And it was yeah. wacky. It was self-referential. So. But it was it was pretty saucy, right? Yeah, but not so like you wouldn't watch it. It's not G. It maybe isn't PG, but it's definitely not like, you know. There was a lot of skin, but there wasn't a lot of, you know. Exactly. (laughs) I want to see a reality show that is truly like a, I don't know, like a choose your own adventure Hallmark Christmas movie or something where it like feels like you're, you're kind of a long, a long, like a a black mirror uh, interactive episode, but it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Let's work on this guys. Wait, should we, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Should we pitch this? Yeah, we should pitch this. Uh, yes. Yeah, shoot it in that town where they do the evergreen movies, and like you call yes. it like help. I'm trapped in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Maybe is what we call. It. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's clear that Hallmark's trying to figure out what the heck to do with their streaming service. So, can I introduce you to there interactive? And every Ooh. week there's a di- contest. There's the, there's the gingerbread making week and there's the tree decorating week and then there's eliminations and then the winner gets like one dry kiss from, you know, Andrew Walker. Yeah. And I just want <laughs> I just want to say, guys, like Hallmark's clearly taking chances because in the Godwink movie this year, a guy got run over by a car. Wow. So that, things are happening over I have, on the Hallmark I have channel. not caught up on that one yet, but I got now run I'm, over. <laughs> got run over, Alonzo. Just didn't <laughs> see it coming. You're just having a good time. Godwings chiming and stuff, and then bam, <sighs> run over by a car. Didn't Did anybody hold up a sign from across the street that I know about your car accident? <laughs> I, know, I know about I know about that. Oh gosh, I love it. Oh, I'm sorry, Alonzo, go ahead. Uh, yeah, my, I just was thinking like, okay, they better get married soon so that she can get Scottish citizenship. Because I think the idea of an American coming over to Scotland and buying a castle is going to be a giant tax headache and all other kinds of like, you know, nationality stuff. I think you, you can't just sort of breeze into Europe and start snagging real estate willy nilly unless like you've really got your ducks in a row. 100%, 100%. (laughs) Um, guys, we did it. It feels uh, it's bittersweet to be done for the season with the Netflix <sighs> movies, but uh, we're going to be back in the new year. Uh, we're going to keep reviewing uh, uh, other networks. And so off Hallmark, <laughs> off Hallmark, if you will. And so um, let's do this again, guys. Let's do this again. Absolutely. Um, and until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights. 